Welcome to Oops All Apocalypses, a show where we explore the collapse of society by playing fun tabletop role-playing games. I am your host, Stu Masterson. I'm joined by zero of my friends here. Hi, I'm Brady McDonough, and I play Book McCready, a super smart, sexy sleuth, sleuthing around, slendering up, and coming up with cool, funny things talking about Lord of the Rings. And I'm Jacob. I play Ocean, a gentle giant who just learned the importance of reading in a medical setting. Don't be too worried, my real friends will join us in just a second when we get to the real episode, but we've all had quite a week, so this intro is going to be just me bringing us in and kicking us off directly to the action. Thank you all for listening. Sorry this one is so fucking late. Love you. Hi. Last time we ended with Book opening his mind to the psychic maelstrom and calling forth some of his good wolf friends who may or may not try to eat him. We ended, I believe, immediately as they started to arrive. You started hearing their howling echoing through the tunnels around you and realized they're here. I, okay, that's good. You're not in control, but what do you want to happen? before i decide what actually oh happened. i just i just kind of want them to show up like <laughs> safety in numbers basically like, watch me watch me get eaten dude we honestly i i gotta here here's the thing i got a vibe from them and i was like they don't wish me ill that doesn't necessarily mean that they wish me well and um basically uh actually you know what i'm gonna say that it's just an instinct that's that's my answer it it was an instinct in that moment book knew that he was in danger and that it's not something that he was going to get himself out of he is definitely pulling the trigger of that submachine <laughs> gun though if he can i'm gonna have you as you squeeze the trigger on your gun in the darkness in the silence with the psychic maelstrom open and these wolves howling around you i'm gonna have you have a do battle roll. i uh, wait can i ask you a question yeah do you think the loud noise is going to scare them away? There's only one way to find out. Yeah, but I don't want to scare them away. He still wants to be friends with them. You ones. don't think they're scared of much. That's a fucking 10. 10 out of 10. It's 10 another out of fucking 10. Your gun you do have, since we didn't talk about this before, it's going to be two harm close burst fire. And burst fire means that it has the area capability, which means if there's like a bunch of enemies in the same spot, you can basically shoot them all so like if you're against the gang it kind of counteracts those inva- advantages and then it also is the reload property where very small clip once you kind of burst through it you're going to have to reload that makes sense cool so with your full success you get uh, seven to nine in one of those two categories the act under fire and attack someone and then you get a full success in the other one so w- what are you choosing and then what are your options once you choose so that? in keeping with books kind of demeanor um, I absolutely get the full, full success on the act under fire and I get the partial success on the attack someone and I have elected that my attack will impress, frighten, or dis- or actually, yeah, I'm still going to do damage, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that will, my attack is intended to impress, frighten, or dismay the Salad Fingers boy. You cannot see anything still but you hear this yelp of surprise where it seemed to not think getting riddled with bullets was in the realm of possibility as these fingernails tear into you its hand 
almost palms your entire chest and uh, tries to bring you down, but you remain stable. Uh, but you feel, again, those fingernails start clawing into you. This initial grab does do uh, two harm to you, or three harm, but you have your um, cane. So my cane, cane blocked some of its fingers. Yeah. You're able to position yourself in a better way, basically, with your cane. You yeah. Get it, get it between you in some yeah. way. As these bullets tear through it, you see just this muzzle flash lights it up for just a second, and you see that it's pulling its face closer and closer to you. But in that last little flash, there is this just look of fear for a second on its eyes that is completely surprised by the bullets flying through it. Um, but it is still right on top of you, um, and you heal, hear those wolf howls getting closer and closer. I'm at a I'm at a ten my in my countdown my harm countdown. Yes, you're not in a good spot. Is my mind still open to the psychic maelstrom? Right now it is. That The pain of it almost pulls you back. So yeah, I'm going to say, do you want to stay in the psychic maelstrom? Do you want to keep your mind open? Or are you okay closing it for now? I would like for it to stay open. Okay, give me an act under fire. All right, let's do it. To keep your cool in this sudden burst of pain. That was a six. With your plus two? With my plus two, that was a six, which is a failure. It's a bad that roll. That is a bad roll. Yep. You suddenly stop hearing those howls. The howls just disappear, just like that first time. They get to, like, right almost at that apex point of the howl, and they just cut off. And you hear echoes for just, like, a fraction of a second after going around, and they also just seem to disappear. They don't, like, naturally decay down into reverb. They just stop suddenly. And... You're there, you feel the breath of this horrific beast right on your face right now. And my light is out, so I can't fucking see. Oh, but it's it's still tu- it's touching me right now, right? Yes. Uh, you know right where it is, because its hands are on okay. top of you. You feel four of its fingernails growing into you. You don't know where that fifth one yeah. is. So, but but my, my, so it's my cane is in between its hand and my torso. Yes. So I'm going to grab the... Cane. I'm gonna basically. I I have to at this point just drop the gun. I'm gonna grab the cane and try to push its hand off of my chest. Yeah, give me a try something challenging roll. All right, cool. Rest in peace. Okay, uh, that was a nine. Book has a Spider-Man moment. So to be able to wrench him out, you're going to either have to leave behind the light. He's got when he went and shattered the light with one hand, you realize that that one's still in it. As you start pushing away, you feel it leading that way. Or you're going to have to swap which arm you're hitting and knock that one out of the way. And you think his remaining fingers will at least scratch on you before you separate. Either way, you're going to be able to separate. But those are your two options. So right now I am more much more worried about not dying than I am about not losing the light and uh you know there's always a chance that I can come back and find it um so I'm gonna let him swipe the the light off of me and I'm going to uh wrench his hand his claws out of my chest that light I worked so hard for you get your cane wedged up between those and pry it off uh his hand is still in the spotlight and it comes off with him basically you feel your it rip off of your shoulder uh, but you have this kind of gap between you that you think would certainly give you enough time to reload and shoot again or to run away those are basically your two options and when i say time to run away that doesn't mean successfully get away it means to start trying to run away if i have enough time to reload do i have enough time to like grab stuff out of my pocket maybe 
possibly. Because I still, I, I'm assuming I can't see very well. It is literally pitch black. You cannot see at all. Not just very well. That is complete darkness. Okay, then I'm going to put the gun basically away. I'm going to put it in the, the shoulder holster, and then out of my pocket, I'm going to pull out my my flashlight that I had before I lost that light. And it's just a tiny, like, very weak. Like, I don't think it's going to deter this thing, but it's at least going to let me see it. And um, I'm going to hold it in front of me and my cane in front of me to try to ward off more attacks. You shine this, you turn this flashlight on with your, like a Jedi Knight wielding your <laughs> cane in front yeah. of you. And when it illuminates this creature, it does wince back and actually it like almost stumbles back a couple steps. It was just very unsurprised and not expecting to see a light. It doesn't look like it like physically burns right, it or anything, right. but he does not cool. like it. As he stumbles back a few steps, though. He winces in pain as something invisible seems to jump towards him and just tear off a hunk of his flesh. And he kind of hunkers to the side and then another one from the other side. And you hear this skittering in this darkness. You're shining your light. You don't see anything. But bite after bite, claw after claw, he starts stumbling backwards and more and more parts of him are starting to just get torn up. Um, And he's looking like he's either he's clawing around like haphazardly, not knowing where these things are coming from. And looking scared and confused. Uh, I think so. How uh, am I when you're at 10 harm? Like, is there a countdown until you pass out or anything like that? Is there anything I need to be aware of on that side side of things? You will. If you're not stable, you will continue to lose. Okay. When And that's either just as time goes on or if you try something particularly challenging related to your injuries or maybe you fail a roll or roll a mixed success on something, you will just lose an gotcha. extra arm. I think in this moment, like I am in a lot of pain and I am not thinking a hundred percent clearly because my torso has been torn open and my shoulder still hurts and I have a bunch of bug bites all over me. I am going to, I guess, read the situation. You can. Well, what, what are you trying to figure out? If, if there's something like you don't have to read a situation to get information, you can ask me a question. So see it I, I'm assuming that. like it looks like the wolves have shown up and that they are actually fighting this thing, which I think is super cool. And I don't want to run away because I don't think I'd get very far anyway. And like I, I would just get lost in this sewer. Um, so like these wolves came when I howled. So like I got it. I guess you're like, I also like I don't know if. I, I still think that Ocean came down here and tried to fight this thing. So I want to know, like, is is Ocean here? As you shine your light forward, uh, you feel I guess you feel like you have a second to <laughs> take a look around while this thing's getting kind of pushed back. And you see it's actually getting pushed towards what looks like maybe like a den. There's no major alcove out of here. There are some of those bulkheads that are closed right now, but this is actually a dead end at this point. Ooh, interesting. So if Ocean came this way, he's in this thing's tummy. Oh, good. Okay. But he didn't <laughs> eat that woman, so I don't think he would have eaten Ocean. The wolves are here, I assume. So I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to reestablish my connection to the psychic maelstrom. Okay. Dangerous. But go for it. Open yep. your mind. Uh that was an eight. Your vision shoots forward like you almost leave your body for a second 
and you get this perspective of these creatures running around, taking bites and tears out of whatever this mole pointy fingered cheese face man is. And then your vision comes back to your perspective and you can see all of these wolves of the maelstrom. They look just like they did before with these large bestial bodies and these heads that are just clouded in shadow with nothing but these black reflective eyeballs showing in that cloud of darkness. And they are leaping around it, tearing it out with both their mouths and their claws. And it looks like they clearly have the upper hand right now. For the first time, you experience that similar sensation that you did before of this large tower shining its light on you that reappears for just a second, piercing its way through these dark tunnels, bouncing around the walls, around this, uh, these sewer tubes, until it fully illuminates you and you just get this very well-lit view of everything around you. You see uh, some of the blood, you see this horrific rotten nest that this thing seems to sleep in. Uh, with just this moldy, dark, uh, just material pressed against the walls. And you are transfixed by the almost dance these wolves are doing with this creature, just tearing them apart, just gracefully. He's swinging wildly away from where they're at. They seem to know where he's going to attack before they even move. And they are almost playing with him as they slowly push him back. I have a question. Is the light in front of me? <laughs> like the, the thing torn off? Uh, oh, that it yeah. that it ripped off. Yes, you do see it. Can I grab it? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna grab it and stuff it in my pocket, and then I'm going to stumble away and try to follow the the light coming from that tower. I'm gonna try to follow that light. Okay. Give me a try something challenging roll. Cool. 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 Uh oh. <laughs> Looks like his reign of tens is over. I am just racking up XP though. Fucking A. <laughs> I rolled a, a two. Oh. Okay. That's the lowest you can no, do. No, you can roll ones with minus one. Yeah. So this was a three minus one. You see, you turn into this light and it's nearly blinding, but you view it as kind of this path to salvation and you stumble back towards it. Your chest is torn up. Your shirt is like completely ripped and you look down and you see this like concerningly dark blood start pooling up around you dying falling down your pants um you stumble into this light and you're following it more and more trying to get it to lead you out of here but every step you take you're just getting tired or you're losing more blood and you don't notice that one of these bulkheads right next to you just opens up and pours water out <laughs> onto you and you fall to the ground you stumble you like hit your head a little bit on the edge and you feel uh, that familiar like tingle of those creatures on you again, but you are just so singularly focused as you are not in control of yourself in this opening your mind to the psychic maelstrom to follow this light that you just keep pressing on and pressing on until your vision just darkens around you. Does that mean I take another harm? You take at least two more. <laughs> that means I'm dead. You're not dead. Your life has become untenable. Okay, back to ocean. Two days in the future wonder how he turned out um, <laughs> you know book is inside the bottom floor of this tower you feel it with uh your mind still open and that's when you tried to rush back to reality to be able to deal mm -hmm. with the situation and you experience a vision. i do i forgot that's what we were doing when we come back what is your choice for vision options so i picked the for place 
the interior of a machine bigger than human making roaring. And for people, I chose a person you, you loved whom you long to see again. Keyword loved. What does that mean? I don't know. Stu's about to let me know. As you try to pull your vision back into reality, it goes just a little too far. You feel yourself fall back into your head. You are out there in the maelstrom. You come back in and you fall back into your own memories or what someone else is trying to do to your mind. You're not sure yet, but you experience this vision where you snap to and you are immediately aware of your surroundings. You are in this room with these huge server towers, all of these beeps and boops and gauges cover all of the walls and you hear all these fans humming to life. It's almost deafening in here Uh, and you see large control panels spread around the room and you know you are looking for someone. You're trying to track someone down and they're very important to you and this is where you think you find them. You punch a complicated series of numbers into this terminal and the doors slowly open with this these hydraulic hisses and as it's spread apart you see a well-lit room with someone you recognize laying on a stretcher and they have this long brown hair a few highlights in it just like (laughs) but their eyes are closed and as you go up to them you put your fingers on their neck you tell that their heart is still beating and this wave of relief comes over you but then you hear another hiss and a door to the side of you opens and another hiss and another one opens and you notice suddenly the room seems to have rearranged itself and you're in this perfectly circular room with dozens and dozens of doors all around you and as each one opens you see the same exact scene with this woman laying on this stretcher and you go from one to one and they all seem to have this beating heart but none of them are responsive at all uh what would what do you think you would do in this situation Ocean is going to shake the person and be like, please wake up, wake up. And then he's going to be like, help, help. Is there anyone there? You do most of that. Like last time (laughs) you go and you try to shake the first one you found awake. And at first there's no reaction and you kind of let go and go to move the next one. But then their eyes pop open. And for just a second, you see their eyes are this electric blue, just nothing else. And then slowly they pixelate and form into exactly those eyes you remember. These like hazel eyes of this person you've been trying to track down. And they look just like they did before. But you know this is not them. And you snap out of your vision. Huh. I like it. What does it mean? (laughs) Double rainbow. All the way. Uh, but you're back at the base of this tower. Okay, he's going to snap too, and he's just going to be standing there and gasp. <gasps> and he's going to look around in a panic, looking for that person that was in his dreams and his vision uh, before kind of piecing together what happened. And he's going to stop. And he's going to take a few deep breaths. He's going to close his eyes, and he's going to try and ground himself and then focus. He's just going to keep saying, book, book, book. Got to find book. Where's a book? Book's in the tower. Okay. Okay, he's going to open his eyes and he's going to start walking towards the tower. You are able to go up to the tower. Nothing immediately harasses you. Uh, And you see there is a surprisingly modern, or I guess not modern is the right term. There's a surprisingly high-tech door locking this building. This this looks like a pretty fancy office building, but the type of door on this is something you would expect from like a military site. Um, It has like a complicated passcode on it. It's not just like a 
nice revolving open door or anything like that. What'd you try to do? Okay. Um, you said there's like a little, uh, like a little panel they can try and access. Yeah, there's a little it. panel. It has numbers and it also has a place for a badge. I'm going to first thing I'll do, I'll try, uh, ocean will try the door just to see if it'll open up just as a, just as a guess. Okay. Just pulls on it and see if it's open. It's locked. Okay. Yeah. You pull on it and it's, it locks. It seems like a pretty secure lock. I'll go over to the panel. I'll tap on it and see what it does. It hums to life into the touch screen and it has a passcode. Very, looks very similar to the one that was just in your vision. Actually. I'm going to type the same passcode that I typed in in the vision. Oh, shit. That's a good idea. You type in that passcode. It was a very long, complicated. It's like a fucking 16 digit series of numbers and the doors open right up. When it opens up, he's going to he's going to kind of like jump back a little bit, like surprised that that actually worked. The password was swordfish <laughs> this whole time. So shocked, like he's going to be briefly kind of taken aback by the fact that the vision that he had somehow directly ties into where he's at right now. Um, he's going to look around is before going in. Does he see anything he recognizes in the tower on that first floor? As uh, this, these doors open, this first floor looks like a large lobby. There is a pair of elevators right across from you. It's a large lobby, like fancy, almost like a bank lobby. Okay. Very fancy looking elevators all the way across from you. Very dimly lit. Like it's almost on like, backup overnight lighting or emergency lighting something like that but uh this lobby looks like it's been repurposed and there are a lot of medical equipment in here you see a lot of stretchers you see a lot of iv fuck what's the name of the little iv things what do you mean iv dragger <laughs> ivy poles iv hangers iv poles <laughs> iv yeah. poles the ones with the, the rolls that Holy you put shit. the iv on and yeah. you can roll around yeah that's just iv poles <laughs> Okay, you fancy. see lots of IV poles. That's stupid, <laughs> but okay. Uh, and you see uh, like screens hooked up to measure vitals for people. This is clearly not what the room was intended for. All of this stuff was brought in and just kind of filling up haphazardly. Not very well organized. Like they're roughly in rows, but uh, it looks kind of like a more high-tech version of like a Civil War uh, triage gotcha. than uh, like a well-formulated hospital. And you see... Almost all of these are empty, but one of them has book hooked up to an IV with his little heart rate beeping across okay, it. He's going to rush over there and he's going to like start shaking book book. Are you are you alive? I'm going to check for a pulse. Uh, am, I, am I awake? Kind of. Uh, <laughs> you feel a pulse. You very groggily come to both of you can tell even book internally that you are on like heavy sedation right now. Ocean, did you did you get it? Did, did I get did I get what? Passed back out. Book. I'm going to look around. Uh, I'm going to look at what he's hooked to the IV pole. Uh, it has, uh, it looks like saline and then some sort of medicine. I don't know how good you are at knowing those things. It says morphine <laughs> on it. As Ocean cannot read, he's going to look and I'm like, damn, it's book. I need you to read these this for me. Be anything. <laughs> what is this? Okay. He's going to, um, He's is he hooked up to a monitor that has like his vitals and stuff on it? I'm gonna say you actually kind of feel like you understand that it seems like it's good. Okay, he <laughs> you don't know why, but something in you is like, Yeah, this, this looks good. He seems he's like gonna, this is what it should be. You don't like know what any of the specific numbers mean or anything, but you're like, This seems right. Okay, it's beeping at a good rate, <laughs> it's kind of got a nice ry rhythm to it. He just starts <laughs> jiving. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good right there. Is this does the stretcher have wheels? Yes. I'm going to come back to book and it's like, book, 
I need you to wake up. I have something for you. Book. And I'm going to open up my bag and I was like, I got a, I got a tape. I need you to watch it. I don't know what's on it. Wake up so you can watch this, you please. Got, you got some, I have some tape if you need some tape. Does the, I'm going to look around. I'm going to take the drugs, like the, the IV, the pump. I'm going to attach it to the stretcher. I'm going to disconnect him from the monitor. And I'm going to start trying to wheel the stretcher out. Okay. When you disconnect him after like five seconds, it starts doing like an alarm type thing, like to call in the nurses. Uh, but you're able to wheel him out. Okay. You take where you take him. What are you doing with him? <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's going to dump me back in that fucking sewer to finish what I started. Oh, get back in the hole. Okay. I want to try and take book out of Subtropolis. I want to try and get him back to the, um, back to Hamlet opening. Which I know is okay, a decent me, walk, but I want to specifically try and avoid the route that I notice the Humpies. Yeah, give me a plunder subtropolis roll where your <laughs> plunder is books life. <laughs> okay. I want to know more about the wolves. Why are you taking me away? Ocean thinks you're dying. I you're was. Right. Okay, you're that's right. an eight. Eight? That means I get to pick two, right? Uh, I think it's one. I don't know. You yeah, tell it's me. one that's a partial success. No! Stu made it so that you, when you're plundering Subtropolis, it never goes exactly the way It's you always yeah. ends. It's always got to be something that goes wrong. Well, I'm going to pick I I don't lose anything. I'm going to pick that one again. Because <laughs> I don't want to lose a book. <laughs> that's good. Actually, I would love it if, if, if I just end up back in the fucking basement. Okay, uh, you wheel him out and you're you feel suddenly very exposed without your connection to the psychic maelstrom before like pinpointing where these people are. You are just in the streets of Subtropolis with this loud rattly stretcher as you're pushing them around. You're like, this is literally the loudest thing I've ever heard. One of the as wheels it, is stuck perpendicular yeah. to the, to the chair. It's like a Walmart cart. It's not like a good target cart. Two of them are locked, but you don't know that because you're not you. Okay. So <laughs> can I change something ever so slightly? Cause I just thought about it. Yes, absolutely. So instead of wheeling him on the stretcher, I want to take the IV pole because he doesn't want to disconnect him from the medicine because he has no idea what any of those things are. So he doesn't want to. But you could also be like, I think it's poison. So, I, you know, that's true. He could think he doesn't know. He can't read. You, he you're think exactly. He can't read the letters on the bag. You see a bunch of big. You, the first letter is very spiky and scary looking. <laughs> yeah. That's intimidating. So he is going to take the IV, the IV off the pole. He's going to put it in his big old bag and he's going to sling book over his shoulder and he's going to take him that way. Okay. Awesome. Oh, nice. <laughs> I hope that IV is very secure. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like bouncing, I'm bouncing on your shoulder. I'm like, dad. Oh, <laughs> that's so sad. You run back and the options you chose are that you get lost and you something follows you, right? Yeah, by method of elimination, that is indeed. So you pick your course back to Hamlet opening. Uh, you know how you got here, especially once you got that vision through the psychic maelstrom of where this tower actually is. It's much easier to kind of reference yourself than when it was suddenly disappearing on you as you were trying to find it the first time. Um, so you start working your way back. But you see, uh, or you hear first, some of those Humvees coming around a corner. And it seems like 
they've started, uh, some of them have decided to start expanding their search region. Like they've, it's taken enough time where they haven't found you that they're starting to move out a little bit more. So you have to take more back roads, try to cut around. And before long, you don't exactly know where you're at. You think you know how to cut your way back to Hamlet opening, but as more and more time goes on, you're getting more and more worried. Um, at about this point, I would say book, you start becoming a little more aware. You are still getting sedated, but hmm. you've been jostled around a lot moving. So if you want to say anything cogent, you can. Cool. If you don't know, that's fine also. So the as we were moving around, I was like, did you finally come back for me? And then as it, as I kind of keep getting jostled, I get wake up. I'm like, wait. And I like, I like sniff. And I'm like, ocean? Book, book. Ocean. Oh, shit. is ocean. I'm going to put him down on a, uh, on a, on a, on a, um, oh, we need like a bench. I'm just going to put him down on the bench so I can be sitting upright. Hey, man, what's your, what's your problem? You look sweaty. <laughs> I'm going to pull the IV, pull the IV pump out and I'm going to point towards it. Book. I need you to tell me what these medicines are. Can you tell me what this says? And I'm going to point towards it. And he's going <laughs> to... It's like, please, I need to know what these are. Stu, do I like... Am I in my normal clothes? Do I have all my normal equipment? Do I do I have my glasses on? Like, Oh, that's a great question. Since you chose to not lose anything, very smart option. You did... Uh, books pack was underneath the gurney and you grabbed it when you swapped him to your shoulder okay. so you have all of his stuff but you are wearing a very futuristic looking uh hospital gown type interesting thing. okay um do i have my glasses on yes okay so i'm gonna squint at the bag and i'm i'm like still sway i'm swaying left right i'm like that says morphine is is that a is that a is that a can i get can I take that drug off you? Is that dangerous? And then I, I lean closer and I says, uh, it says it's morphine. It's, um, what, hey, Jacob, Jacob, the medicine man. Yes. What, what kind of drug is more? Like, morphine I know it's a narcotic. Morphine is an opioid-based pain medication. Right. Okay. So, but would it say that on the IV bag? Um, probably not. It probably just says morphine on it. And then it probably says it's concentration and then the ingredients in the bag. Okay. I'm going to assume that I've heard of morphine in, in yeah, media. You've read, I was like, you've read things. I think it, um, it, uh, it, uh, uh, stop. It stops. You don't pain. No pain. For pain. Okay. For, what for about, pain. what about this other bag? And he's going to point towards the other one. It's the, the saline drip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that one's it's, um, so I don't dehydrate. Are, do, are either of these drugs important? Are they helping your heart, helping your lungs, anything? They help me feel good. I'm going to pull the IV right out. <laughs> okay. It hurts for a second, but you are I take okay. one additional harm. <laughs> for your, it's not that bad, um, but for your playbook purposes, your life was untenable during those two days. So cool. you have to choose one of those options. Do I have any memories of those two, two days? Nope. Do, we, do you think we're nope. going to circle back to that? Am I back down to zero harm? Yeah, you're fully okay. healed. Um, I will be returning to play with plus one weird. I'm, I'm even weirder. We're just getting weird. Hell yeah. A weirder book like the story of the eye. 
So now my now my stats are stacked. Except for aggro. And hard. I still have. <laughs> and if I die again, I'm going to come back with a minus one hard. So I'll have minus two. Okay. So now I have plus two weird. That's fun. I can talk to the wolves more. Okay. What are you guys doing? <laughs> fuck you. Fuck if I know, dude. I was asleep. I just got here. I'm a, you are so, lost okay. in some tropics. So I pulled the IV out of uh book and I'm going to just kind of like jostle. I'm like, what happened? Where have you been? Okay. So that sudden jury, I like all of the memories that I have like rush back to me in reverse order. So, um, I've, I've been knocked out a couple of times. And when I, when, when you come to, at least in my experience, I've always remembered myself backwards. So it's always like been a really weird, like unnerving experience. So the last thing that I, the, the first thing that I remember is everything going black. Then, the wolves coming to save me, then me fighting the thing. And then, you know, it goes back from there. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I look up at ocean. And I'm like, where the f- fuck where have you been? Where have I been? I've been at home. Where have you been? You, you were home. Yeah. I needed to clear my head for a little while. I, I saw you go. What did you come into Subtropolis sub- for? <laughs> I saw you come here. I saw you go to Subtropolis. I, I, I saw, wait, I saw your, I saw your footprints go into the sewer. I I never know. I went down. I found that there. I was look. I I was just kind of kind of going out to clear my head, and then I looked over and I I saw there was a somebody that was cut in half. You saw the body too. Yeah. So I went down there to investigate, but I never went down any sewers. I saw your footprint right next to the the manhole cover, the manhole opening. No, I, I I never went down. I there. thought you went down. I thought you saw the body. I thought you felt bad because that lady died, and when we could have stopped that thing, I fought. I fought the thing. He didn't even consider that. <laughs> Book, what the hell are you talking about? What thing? What happened? The cheese, m- melty boy, the um, it, the mole it, creature I, from the sewers. That, if that was a mole, then I'm a fucking hamster pal. <laughs> um, it was yeah, but the dude, the uh, with the nails, the growing nail in it, the face. How he, are you um, alive? How did you? Get I wasn't. Here? I don't think I was. I I don't think I I don't. Oh my god! I don't think I was. <laughs> I feel I feel weird. Um. I, um, I talked, I didn't talk to the wolves. I howled for the wolves and they came and they saved me. They, um, they, I, where are we? Where, where, why? You're in the tower, the wolf tower. And I'll turn around and I'll point at it. It's gone. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll look and it's like, he's like, fuck, I swear it was right there. I, um, a bug crawled into my tear ducts. I'm going to push him away from me. I was like, hold on now. What do you think is still in there? Oh, let's let's regardless. Let's get you back to Hamlet opening. I, I, I don't know what they did to you. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if you've got a bug in your tear ducts, but I am not looking. We're going to have Juniper look. I, I think I, um, I think I like that stuff. <laughs> a crippling opioid addiction coming folks yeah. way. I have the few times that I've been on general anesthetic, like me personally, Brady, 
I um I I don't I've never been on morphine. I've been on Percocet. Hated Percocet, but I my brain uh, just I have the best reaction to general anesthetic. I have never been happier than after waking up from surgery in my life. <laughs> that is not. Like- <laughs> but it's not like I don't have an issue. Like I obviously I'm not like I don't like go. That's why you keep getting more surgeries. <laughs> That's why I keep breaking my ankle. No, I just I just like I just have a good time. Like. Um, after, after my, after I got my wisdom teeth, uh, taken out, I, um, painted my face with my mouth blood and Uh was like running around my house, running around my house yelling war paint motherfucker. And my grandparents were there and they were very offended. That's worse than anything I've said in this podcast. I think, (laughs) I think more people have problems with that sentence. (laughs) There's a lot wrong with that sentence. Yeah. It was funny. I have my sister took a video of it. It was very funny. When I can't, uh, we'll share that on our Twitter. The, the most exciting I think ever I did coming out of surgery is after I had, I had like a tooth implant that they had to do. Uh, and when I came out of that, all I did was ask for Wendy's and tried to explain to my mom why weed should be legalized. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Damn it. That was too funny not to keep on. (laughs) Okay. So book, uh, in, in keeping with that energy, um, book who's feeling way too confident um is going to try to stand up and start running towards uh hamlet opening okay give me a read a situation with disadvantage oh. read it si- i'm trying something challenging Stu. i just said i'm trying to run while i'm high i'm just kidding. no the hard part is figuring out where you're going oh well yeah no i i don't even think that book is trying to like i i think that he's just running in a direction Ocean, but, as he runs off, Ocean will be like, book, book, hold up, hold up. And I'll grab okay. him by the shoulder and like put him back down and be like, I think we have to be careful, book. I think something is following us. And I'm going to explain to you about the Humvee people that I saw nearby where you were. I rolled a, unfortunately, I rolled a six plus two, eight. Eight. Well, you only really need one question. That's true. Um... <laughs> Better be a good one. I see that. What laugh. is my best way back to the tower? Oh, come on! I wait. No, no, no. I I did hold on. I did say I started running back towards Hamlet opening. Yeah, I think that that's more in keeping with who I am. Because Book is curious. He wants to know what's going on. So, uh, what is what is my best way back to the tower? Uh, probably dying again. <laughs> The only way you know to got you know how you got there is opening your brain to the psychic maelstrom. Well, I'm not gonna do that. That's the only way either of you got there. Yeah. Hmm. You don't know that part of it, but Okay. Well that's not very helpful. So I guess I run towards Hamlet opening. I look around well, for the tower, I don't well, see anything. You have no fucking idea where Hamlet <laughs> no, opening I know, is. But so I'm, on, I'm on I'm on I'm on drugs, so I just start <laughs> running. Like I literally just start running. Ocean's gonna okay. exhale. I think I should roll for luck. And he's gonna start following Book. He's like, Book, am I, I barefoot I right now? Yes. He's right, like, cool. Book, please here, at least put your clothes back on. And he's gonna hold your bag out to give it to you. Um, I okay, I just take the jacket out and I put it on. <laughs> and I keep running. Okay, Ocean will follow Book. He will run after Book just to make sure he doesn't get into further. Wait, armor. okay, so and I think I'm 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 getting more lucid, right? Yes. Okay. So then I realize, and I start, okay, now I'm, now I want to look and see if I recognize anything, if we're in Crandall's territory, now I'm like, oh shit, 
like oh shit okay you know what happens i run i run forward and like into the street um because i'm assuming we're in like kind of like a side street area because you Mm -hmm. put me on a bench and so i run out into the street and i just see the vastness of subtropolis before me and like just instant panic just instant like oh fuck everything rushes back to me and i'm like oh shit and now i would like to reread the situation oh my god <laughs> well, is that okay no but i will say uh i'm going to still account for the negative things from the earlier role you you know the way back okay i right and I, are yeah. we in crandall's yes. territory right now you're not deep into his territory you are on the outskirts of his territory in a direction towards like into the heart of subtropolis basically. oh shit so like so yeah, we'd have to perpendicular pat- to hamlet opening basically yeah yeah that's probably more accurate. so okay, are it. you saying that we need to we'll have to pass through crandall's territory to get to hamlet you'll opening? be near it okay but you don't have to necessarily go like through it through it okay. i would like to intentionally jog around it okay so not going into his territory correct okay well, we could see vesuvius <laughs> i'm gonna look at a, a book and be like i don't think you're in the state to be seeing vesuvius right now I think we need to get yeah. back to what was the name I of the doctor? I didn't realize I said that I, in character, <laughs> <laughs> but I absolutely did. I absolutely did. So book's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm, I think I'm, um, I feel better. Can I have my shoes? Oh, uh, yeah. I hold your bag out and it's like, I tried to give them to you. Oh, I can take this now. Thank you. Um, and I, I, I put all of my clothes back on and then. I look at the shattered light in the bottom of my bag and I shudder because it reminds me of everything that happened two days ago. And Ocean's going to see the shattered light in your bag and he's going to remain stoic, but you see a single tear go down his eye. And he's like, I worked so hard for that. We can fix it. I will fix it. I just hope and we're going to make it waterproof. I'll tell you that much. I'm just going to hold you to the fact that it maybe helped you save your life. And that'll be my justification. Oh, before we get going, and I'm going to hands book the uh, VHS player and the, the camera. Oh, shit. I'm going to watch it right now because I book has no patience. <laughs> As you take it out, I mean, okay. like Juniper told me to give this to you. I, I don't know what it is, but it's partly why I came to find you. Is so that it seems important. Are you going to try to be anywhere out of major sight or are you just yeah, I think fucking watching it right here? We can let's duck into a bill. I think I went into a building to put my clothes back on. Yeah. So we ducked back into a building and as we're going through the bag to get your stuff and I see you doing that and then I'll pull out the bag, my bag and hand that to you. It takes you a little bit to uh, figure out how this camcorder slash VHS player works. But after messing around with it a little bit. Uh, you figure out how to play the video, how to rewind it, things like that, without fucking it up and recording over it. You're smart enough to do that. Let me play it. Yeah, I know. I know what a play button is because I taught Crandall how to use iTunes. That is true. So I I hit the play button. Okay, you hit the play button, and uh, you see uh, from its uh, perspective, it definitely looks like a home filmed thing probably filmed with something very similar to this camera and you see it kind of shakes around the screen for a second before it nestles into one spot and you see sitting on the back of a el camino oh shit what an el camino that's a okay yeah an el camino uh 
your dad. Oh. oh. And it's Hickory Fleek. And it's Hickory Fleek. No, your dad. And my dad, uh, who is canonically named Charles Davis McCready. Craigslist McCready. <laughs> Craigslist McCready. <laughs> you see your dad, and it's kind of shocking for a second, but then he sits down and he goes, Oh, this is our first video recording. It's me, Charles Davis McCready, and I'm here with my wife, Margaret. Um, we are going out to save the world. We're going to bring everyone back to the surface. We have created a series of very easy-to-accomplish goals to get everyone back to the safety of the perfectly fine topside world. We're leaving this as kind of a record of our exploits and something that can be followed in the rare, rare event that we are not successful. The person most likely to see this would be our son, Book McCready. Now, I'm leaving this with our good friend, Juniper, to give to you when you're ready to see this. I know we had to leave pretty suddenly, and if you're hearing this, it's probably been quite a while, probably months since you've seen us last. I want you to know that when, when you're a big, strong boy, and you're able to follow us, I want you to follow in these footsteps, and hopefully, we can be reunited again. Now, I don't want to say exactly in case these fall into the wrong hands, there are a lot of uh, questionable folks around Hamlet opening, but I will say the first place we go to, and... If something goes wrong, you do need to track us down, remember? Very important. We may need your help ASAP. But the first place we go is one of the few places written about by both Virginia Woolf and Edgar Allan Poe. That's all I'm going to tell you, but I'm sure you know right off the top of your head what oh, I'm shit. talking about, and he winks at you like three times. And then he goes, Well, hopefully next time we'll have a lot more technical details and what we've discovered so far, but until now, out. And then he goes, Psh. Oh, shit. Huh. He said months. It's been a bit longer than that book, I think. Why did... You got this from Juniper? Yeah, he gave it to me. He said he was trying to give it to you, but he couldn't find you when he went to your house. Why did he keep it for so long? Maybe he didn't think you were ready for whatever they did. That fucking bastard. Well... Look, it's not... It wasn't up to him for him to decide i've been looking for something like that. i've been way i look let's get back to town and then let's talk to juniper ourselves i don't think there's any point dwelling on it and where we are right now i think the best thing we could possibly do is get to the safety of hamlet opening get you checked out make sure medically good and then we can talk to juniper book nods but there are tears in his eyes and he does not say anything Okay, Ocean will start trying to lead the way to get back to Hamlet opening now. And kind of let and kind of let Book sit with his thoughts for a little bit. Okay, you have an awkwardly quiet walk back. It takes a couple hours to make it back, uh, taking this longer route to completely avoid the um, Humvee people. You gotta come up with a name for them. <laughs> but the Humvee people. Um, and, but you make it, you approach the switchbacks you see them uh on above some of the buildings and as you walk around the corner you see a familiar face and they walk around and they go hello boys it is your good friend vesuvius here to bring you back to your home of the precipice and that wasn't me fucking up his voice <laughs> i was just about to ask was that what he sounded like <laughs>
Thank you so much for listening this week. Join us next week or next Wednesday more accurately to hear our next episode in this ongoing eternal series of tabletop role-playing games. The music and editing is done by Stu Masterson, and that logo you see in your podcatcher and some ancillary art that you probably haven't seen yet is by Brady McDonough. Jacob provides the sloppiest, wettest sounds directly into the microphone without request. Love you, bye. Oh, he guides my roast.